He's the most adorable stuffed Jewish person I've ever seen. My dog came back to life. My dog's alive. Rule seven. Minchas love hashtag. I don't think piss contains your DNA. Whenever you're feeling frisky, don't forget that everything is a lie. <laughs> My dad put sheet balls in his mouth. Sushi jackknife. 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 Merry Christmas, Nathan. Well, Merry Christmas. Oh, it's nothing. You know, Christmas for me mm-hmm. hasn't really started I until we do our Christmas episode. That's really the marker. I was just talking today about how it doesn't seem like Christmas Yeah, in my life. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched any Christmas specials. <gasps> You haven't. I've done nothing. Oh wow! We put a tree up. That's it. <laughs> I, I mean, I've bought, I've bought things because yeah. you know capitalism. But <laughs> nothing else has happened. Right. You know why? Mm. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. The sushi jackknife Christmas, Christmas special. special. Woo! Is this the fourth time we've done this? I think so. The first time we really went all in. Mm-hmm. The second year. We watched Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Last year, yeah. we had a wonderful list of uh, odd Christmas traditions around the world. Oh, that was very good. That was fun. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. I think that one's called Merry Christmas, Lil Mama. And um, Maybe. if you're not uh-huh. going and listening to that immediately after this episode, <laughs> you will lose it. <laughs> Just go ahead and unsubscribe. Do it right now. <laughs> this year, uh, we got nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> We have put, I don't, I I was about to say very little effort into it, but very I little. feel like that's overselling the amount of effort we've put into this. It is. Well, <laughs> with the best of intentions, so back in like, I don't know, May, um, because the first year we did this whole radio play thing, which was really fun. It's still one of my favorite things we've ever done. But back in like May, I started writing another radio play. And May, yeah, I was ahead of it, and I had most of it, and, and I just never so far back. I never finished it, and it was about. I'm just going to tell you guys what it was about. Okay, it was about an inflatable um, Krampus uh, holiday decoration that goes outside, ordered from Amazon Prime, that comes to life um, and disrupts a family. Um, and and they figure out there's this whole plot behind it and everything. Right. Well, obviously, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that that was the basic premise, <laughs> and we got nothing. We got nothing. Um, <laughs> I also, uh, my wife told me, you know, the song "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, it's a wildly impractical ask. <laughs> So the little girl that sang that song back in like the early fifties, um, I had heard that she like later became an animal activist or something. Okay, but I don't think that's true. So that's a story I was going to bring up, but now I feel like there's nothing to talk about there. Well, I'm glad you say that. Okay, I have a list of Christmas facts You're that kidding. I thought we could go through right here. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way. Yeah. Sushi Jackknife. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. That's that's this show. That's what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. If you didn't know that, yeah. you've accidentally subscribed to the wrong podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> you found a better one. <laughs> that's not necessarily true. 
You have found one. We were both overconfident and underperforming. <laughs> isn't, isn't that always the case? It is. So, uh, I found 99 interesting facts about Christmas. Well, that here. should keep us busy for a while. I don't know that we want to go through all that. <laughs> but um, as it is the Christmas episode... Yes. I thought maybe we could touch on a few of these. Okay. Um, sporadically throughout the episode. Not not forced. Just we pep- don't want to force it. Peppered in. But the first one here, um, in case you were curious, I the am. image of Santa Claus flying his sleigh... Yes. ...began in 1819. Oh, wow. And was created by Washington Irving. Oh, yes. Now, you may be saying to yourself, hey... Hey, uh, Sushi Jackknife guys, who the fuck is Washington Irving? <laughs> That's the guy that created the Headless Horseman. That is correct. So this guy... Did f- he mean for Santa to be an agent of terror? <laughs> As was the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Did you grow up watching the Disney version of the Headless Horseman? I, I watched it a couple times. Yeah, I watched it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. About it. <laughs> it was very creepy. <laughs> that part when uh, Ichabod Crane is walking through the... Yeah. And the, he thinks the trees are attacking him. Mm-hmm. I had that experience so many times. That same guy was like, you know what a good tradition would be for Christmas? What if a fat guy was just breaking and entering into every person's home? He yes. watched them all year long to approve of their behavior. Yes. Watched them constantly. <laughs> and then if he was fine with it, brought him some some stuff, you know? Yeah. And if he wasn't, death. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of his story, but it should be. Death reigning from above. <laughs> so he created the image of Santa in the sleigh? The, the idea of him? the uh, image of Santa flying okay. his sleigh. Okay. Wow. Which is pretty big. That is big. Also, um, for those out there listening that still believe in Santa, he created the idea that we know that that's a fact. Oh, I don't want to ruin anyone's Christmas this... by telling them that Santa's not real. So don't tell them anything about Santa being... Like he's just a fake fat dude. Shut the hell up, you. Um, so this guy helped create a lot of, like, the like the mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I, I just assume that he, because he's the headless horseman guy, yeah. that... He thought Santa was terrifying. <laughs> Which, when you break it down... Oh, yeah. Santa is pretty terrifying. Santa is scary, yeah. The only way to make Santa more terrifying is if you went to every house in America with a little elf and set them on a shelf to watch the children. That's the only way to make it more terrifying. We did it. Yep. We figured that one out. USA. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice job, everybody. We did. We made America great again. It finally <laughs> happened. Elf on the shelf. <laughs> it's really, is that not the most terrifying? No, no, it is. Weird tradition it's that people have? Very strange and very, yeah. I So, okay, so they have elf on the shelf, right? But they also have Minch on a bench. Are you serious? For Hanukkah. Are you serious? Right oh, now? I'm very serious. Minch on a bench? Minch on a bench. Look it up. <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh, 
Um, okay. The thing that I I've, I've wondered about that forever, like growing up in a a Protestant church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't really run into a lot of Orthodox Jewish people. Um, but I know that one of their things is they're very analytical. Sure. They they look at things yeah. for what they are and don't just accept things at face value. Do you think the kids that are subjected to Minch on a bench <laughs> are looking at it going, hmm, I'm not sure that that's really a fair <laughs> reflection on the value that I've been bringing to this family throughout the year? Um, so, theminchonabench.com. Yeah. Uh, tagline, making magical moments with over 200,000 Jewish families. For fourteen ninety nine, by the way, at Bed Bath & Beyond, you can get one right now. Has seen on Shark Tank? <laughs> oh, yeah. This was on Shark Tank? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's a, he's a cute little guy. He really is. He's, he's, he's the most cute. adorable stuffed Jewish person I've ever seen. And now they have Ask Papa. <laughs> Papa is here to answer all of your questions with a little chutzpah. It really says that. It really says that. Hang on, I need to know more about Ask Papa. It, yeah. it, it, he says, Oi vey, I'm schwitzing. He says that. Are these people self-hating Jews? Like, what I, is going on here? When do we find out that this this was created by white supremacists? Right. <laughs> Accepting Stephen the Miller, when he is taking time out of his White House... <laughs> Uh, hate schedule <laughs> is off creating Jewish stereotype memorabilia. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> Add more funica to your Hanukkah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The Mensch on a Bench is a new Hanukkah tradition designed to bring families together while teaching the importance of the holiday. Moish, the Mensch, and his family yeah. are on a mission to inspire and his family are on a mission to inspire others to be honorable menches and to bring fun and laughter to your family during the holiday season where you're shopping whether you're shopping for children or bubbies. Is that your grandma? Bubby. Yeah, Bubby. I think so. Yeah, your grandma's. What this sounds like to me is a group of Jewish people were upset that elf on the shelf it existed. Yeah. Um forcing children into good behavior and they're like how could we get this for non-christmas people yeah yeah <laughs> like anyone celebrating hanukkah how can we get this mensch on a bench that's a rhyme it works let's do it what is a mensch mensch 101 a person of integrity and honor. There you go. Minch 101 is the worst class I ever took in college. <laughs> Ooh, there, <laughs> there are Minch rules. Okay. But first we have to meet the Mish, Mishpacha. I don't know anything about uh, this kind of, this culture, so I'm sorry. Uh, Moish, You're probably mispronouncing every I, I think word so. of it. You got Moish. You got Schwitzing. Yeah, I got Schwitzing. You got Moish the Minch. Mm -hmm. You got Bubby. There's a Bubby. Ask Bubby. Oh, that uh, is a Bubby. There is Hannah, the Hanukkah hero. Now that is cool. She is a. She looks like Wonder Woman with a Star of David shield. That pretty, that pretty dope. right there looks like the Marvel superhero that yeah. hasn't gotten a movie yet. <laughs> the one that's left. Pretty dope. <laughs> Filled with kindness, courage, intelligence, and strength, Hannah is here to show you what it means to be a Hanukkah hero. Wow. There's a dog, dreidel dog. <laughs> 
dreidel dog. I hate that. <laughs> that makes me so unhappy. Then you got Ask Papa. He's filled with advice and chutzpah. Hutchpah. Hutzpah. Hutzpah. I said, I said hutzpah. hutzpah. I said it right the first time. Uh, ask him anything and he'll respond just like your own Jewish grandfather would. What? How is that? I mean, it's a stuffed thing. Do Jewish grandfathers typically respond in silence and ignoring? <laughs> it's so, like, stereotypical. Mitz- mitzvah moose never underestimate the power. I hate this so much, and I'm not even deed. Jewish. <laughs> I didn't even know all of this existed when I brought it the up. The moose is dedicated to teaching kids the importance of helping others. And then what to do with your mensch and shop now and over 200,000 units sold. Can I tell you that Dreidel the dog is one of the most upsetting things <laughs> I've heard this week? Hang on, I'm joining the email list. <laughs> of course you <laughs> I just, you can name the dog anything you wanted. Any, I mean, I know you want alliteration. Sure you do. So any D name is available. Yeah. You chose Dreidel. <laughs> I mean, David. David was Jewish. You you can't come up with anything that's Jewish besides dreidel <laughs> that you want to use for the name of the dog. I love it. Now let's find out how to be a mensch. All right, I have a I have a very Geo Cities looking scroll here. There are eight important rules you must follow when you okay. bring a new mensch into your home. There's the mensch rules. Name your mensch. Each mensch is special and should be part of your family. Uh, rule two. Moish was always trying to make the kids smile and have fun. Enjoy this holiday with your family. Have fun. Make your own traditions. Put more fun. <laughs> so the people who did this knew of two um, Hanukkah songs. They yeah. knew Dreidel Dreidel. Right. And they knew Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing that rhymes in dreidel dreidel that they felt like using, so they went with just Adam Sandler. Every day of Hanukkah, make sure you give your mensch a shamash candle to hold. And every night, use that candle to light your menorah. Okay. Okay. All right. Menches are infused with Hanukkah magic. Is that the same kind of magic as Christmas magic? I'm not so sure. No, it's a very different... <laughs> I mean, really, when you think about it, Okay, so Christmas, yeah. when it comes down to it, is like, I got a bunch of crap. Right. People gave me things, they put it under a tree. Yep. Hanukkah was like, oh, man, we're going to die in the desert <laughs> if we don't have enough fuel to light our lanterns. Right. So, I think Hanukkah magic is probably actually a lot more practical. It sounds like. Sounds <laughs> Christmas like. magic is like, hey, the, that reindeer, his nose glows. <laughs> My dog came back to life. My dog's alive. Ha- Christmas magic is everything you see on the Hallmark Channel. Correct. That's correct. Hanukkah magic is like, well, we had enough food. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Rule five, your mensch will get sore from sitting in one place for too long. Just like Moish. So move him every day. Menches love to have fun, so be creative with your mench. So the mench can get bed sores if yeah. you don't take care of them? You gotta rotate him. Okay. <laughs> Rule six. Menches love having their pictures taken. Take fun photos and share them online with friends and family each night of Hanukkah. Rule seven. Menches love hashtag. Hashtag mench on a bench. <laughs> Rule seven. One night of Hanukkah, don't open present. Wait. 
one night of Hanukkah, don't open presents yourself. Instead, buy presents and give them to people in That's need. That's actually really good. Yeah. Now I feel bad for making fun of this idea because that's way more valuable than anything fucking elf on a shelf does. Give it give it one more rule, okay? Okay. Rule 8. Menches don't sleep. No, okay. Well, let now them, we're <laughs> let them watch over the menorah at night and that is the final rule. I'm just okay, I will say eight eight rules, eight yeah. crazy nights. Yeah. It matches up. One of those <laughs> is a very valuable thing. Yeah. The elf on the shelf, as far as I know, uh, exists to terrorize children <laughs> into behaving throughout the holiday season. Yes. December 26th, they can act like a terror, but until then, exactly. nothing good will happen. Correct. Correct. The elf will see it. Santa <laughs> will not show up. Oh, boy. That is a revelation to me. I'm so glad we found that. I didn't know you... I figured everyone no, knew that at some point. No, no. Is there a is there a similar product for Ramadan? No, no uh, one that... celebrates Ramadan. <laughs> oh, I really firmly believe because I've never met one person who celebrates Ramadan that no one celebrates Ramadan. I think there's a large portion of the world that would disagree with you. I no one has. Now, I ever... don't know. I don't know if it's the Christmas analog though. I don't really know anything to know about what it is. There's well, Kwanzaa, but Kwanzaa to me just always seemed to be about fruit. Like there's always a lot of fruit. That is true. There's right. It's like, a very fruit centric. <laughs> like okay, okay, okay. Here you go. Holidays from the outside, right? As you've said, Christmas just looks like an excuse to buy shit mm-hmm. from the outside. Yeah, not a good quality. No, it's very negative. Hanukkah looks like disappointing from the outside. Uh, so <laughs> compared to Christmas, what I know about Hanukkah, yeah. Is everyone I've known who celebrates Hanukkah or has ever been a part of a Hanukkah talks about how terrible it is. Okay. (laughs) Because it's like one day you get socks. Like things like that. Whereas Christmas, I don't want to say people are stupid. But they're kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's like here, here's eight hundred dollars worth of garbage. It's true that you're gonna it's forget true. about in a month. Enjoy. Yep. I, I, uh, and this is going to reveal a lot about me. But I was watching a news thing today where they were talking about a local business person paying off layaway at yes. Walmart. Yes. And one of the women they were talking to, it was like ninety eight dollars of stuff. At Walmart, oh. that it was Christmas gifts. Yeah, and my first thought when I heard that was, "It's just Christmas. Why are you spending? If you don't have ninety eight dollars and you have to put it on layaway, don't just don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Yeah, that's the kind of Christmas spirit I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm just like, no, don't, don't." <laughs> It's a waste of your time and resources. It's, it's ridiculous. One of the things I got myself this year, uh, actually, it's the only thing I, I got myself, is a uh, 23andMe test. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I don't have the results yet. Uh-huh. But I, oh, I'm very interested I, in this. I spit in the tube. Uh-huh. And I mailed... Uh, spit? It's spit. Okay. Yeah. No, it's blood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume that you just, you just pissed in yeah. a cup and sent it to him. <laughs> I don't think piss contains your DNA. I don't know how it works. I am not a scientist. <laughs> so you spit in a tube, uh-huh. and you have to spit up to the line. Okay. And it, that can't just be bubbles. It has to be how pure much, how spit. How high is the line? 
It's only like, I don't know, a quarter of an inch. Ow, that feels like a lot of it's, spit. It takes a while. It takes a while to work. Because you have to wait. Like, you can't eat anything for half an hour or brush your teeth or anything. R- right. So, because otherwise, they're going to go run your DNA and be like, well, <laughs> you're half buffalo chicken. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> looks like you're a quarter McRib. Does that sound right? Yeah. You're a disgusting person. <laughs> sounds sounds pretty right. That's that's what it comes back with. It's just the entire world map and they've crossed it all out. And at the bottom they just write gross person. If you if you have McRib in your spittle. <laughs> That's true. So it does. It takes a while to get that much spit. Yeah. And and there's a little like a, you're not just spitting directly into the tube. There's like a little like a funnel at the top. So you're spitting. Well, you're, they have to that. be efficient. Yeah. And you, and you fill it up and you cap it. And when you cap it, there's like a chemical that's in there that mixes with it when you close Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. So then you have to shake it. Is it like a colored no, chemical? No, oh. no, no. I, I would really like it. It doesn't really affect anything, but if it turned blue. That'd be great, right? Yeah, be and you'd fun. be like, I did it. I did it. I made it blue. I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so what what are you expecting to find out? I am expecting to find out um, all uh, that, I, as my therapist said, I'm all the white people. You, well, I mean, <laughs> you are definitely all the white people. But, you know, the, the, it's been said in my family. Now, genes express differently. Yeah. So I might not, there might be things there that don't show up because my genes don't express what's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm expecting to find a little bit of Native American because it's, the you know, if you're from, I don't know if this is in the Midwest, if it's a thing, but if you're from the South and you're white, like someone is Native American. Oh, no. I, That's a thing. So I have, a, I have an aunt okay. who has spent her entire life trying to prove that we're i believe cherokee uh part yes, cherokee part which cherokee, by the time right. we boil it down it's going to be like 160 second right. cherokee or <laughs> something like it's going to be very little yeah yeah, yeah. teeny um, tiny teeny but tiny. like she has hunted through records because this was before 23 and me existed right <laughs> <laughs> trying to prove it i think so we could get college credit oh, like college right. scholarships right i i'm not sure it's a great reason yeah <laughs> but i mean you know something we're from oklahoma there's definitely oh yeah native americans they somewhere all, in there you know i think what probably happened is someone bred with my ancestors on their way mm-hmm. to oklahoma yeah oh boy Thank you, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, what a bastard. You're a real cool guy. Real great dude. Oh, man. I love that that's the model that our current president is basing his life off of. Indeed. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, boy. No, it's true, though. It is true. <laughs> what a dick. And we live uh, in Andrew Jackson land here. Yeah. We really do. We uh, Have you been to the, to the, the hermitage? hermitage? I have not. This is the uh, historic home it's, of Andrew it's Jackson. It's his home. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, so I've heard from multiple people who've been there that they address things like the Trail of Tears and his oh, owning of slaves yeah. fairly honestly. Okay. However, I don't feel like there's any way you can have a monument to a president like that and still really <sighs> yeah. it, admit that they were a 
little bit of a bastard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you gotta like just like just like at Monticello. Yeah, they're now saying, "Well, this is where Sally Hemings slept." That's not helpful. That yeah. doesn't make him better. <laughs> no, but it, at least they're talking. Well, about that's it. true. Yeah, that is helpful. At least they're saying, "Like, look, look." For everything that Thomas Jefferson did, he also fucked an underage girl who was his property. Yeah, technically. So that's not great. <laughs> it's not like top ten no, of no. all the founding fathers. No, <laughs> like it's not one of the the facts that you look at and go, yeah, no, they Proud really, of that. and they right. really had their act together. Let's inject this podcast with a little more Christmas, like you would a Fact turkey. Number two, okay. The Montgomery Ward Department Store. Oh yeah, created Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Are you kidding me? As a marketing gimmick to encourage children. To buy their coloring books. See, it's all, it's all I, commercialism. I don't know. I feel like Jesus is the reason for the season. You I'm, know, you know. I feel more <laughs> radical by the second. More radical by the second. I just every time I hear a fact like that, I remember a couple years ago when all the Protestants. It's really them. We're getting upset at Starbucks. For oh, not yeah. having a Christmas right. cup, they were having a holiday, holiday cup. cup. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> oh, then fuck you. <laughs> you know what? You were mentioning uh, Christmas specials earlier. Yeah, I watched one this year that I've never seen before because we have these DVDs that include all of those, right? Like Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town and Frosty, all of that. But until this year, and I watched it with my son, I have never seen um, the. I think classic, the modern classic, uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas. Oh, really? Uh huh. <laughs> for those unfamiliar with Mr. Magoo, here's all you need to know. If you were looking for a Christmas special that focused on the blind <laughs> or nearsighted, <laughs> Mr. Magoo is an old man who had a cartoon show. Yeah. And the premise of every joke is that he needs to put on his fucking glasses, but he never will. He's so old that his face... The joke is he's a stubborn asshole. That's what the joke is. That's the joke. The whole thing about Mr. Magoo, and he impacts all the lives around him constantly. People are being injured. Things are falling on them. He, like a drunk driver, is always fine. (laughs) So, Mr. Magoo's Christmas was basically a Christmas carol. Actually, the, the the thing was, Mr. Magoo was starring in a production of The Christmas Carol. Naturally. Where he was playing Ebenezer Scrooge. And so... I He doesn't seem like a Scroogey enough yeah. uh, character to play Scrooge. I don't like it. I agree. <laughs> That's a plot hole right there. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, but... You know, and so, basically what they figured out how to do was rip off the Charles Dickens story. You're right. Uh, but just bookend it with Magoonis. <laughs> you know? So Okay. At the beginning, you know, everything's and at the end everything's falling apart. He's right. he's nearly killed the director right. at the beginning and at the end. Everyone in a Mr. Magoo cartoon is always an inch away from death. Yeah, exactly. And it's always his fault. Right. Because he, like, oh, I have a flamethrower. <laughs> and there's this... Song. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that's what that did. <laughs> there's this song... I can't see. <laughs> and, right? It's very sad. There's this song... Um, 
in the movie where he's a little boy. Yeah, all alone in the world. Oh. That's so sad. It's the saddest fuck. <laughs> when you're all alone in the world. Okay, at least one person, at least one person has committed suicide with that song playing in the exactly. background. At least one. Exactly. And there's at least another Christmas hit uh, within the Mr. Magoo Christmas, I think it's actually called Christmas Carol. And this is the group of villains singing um, <clears throat> uh, We're Despicable. Well, that's very descriptive. So they robbed Ebenezer Scrooge after his death. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, as you do. Yeah. yeah. And now they're going to sing about how bad they are. <laughs> eventually. Eventually they're going to sing about it. All of this part of Mr. Magoo's Christmas, uh, I think available uh, in a trash bin just about anywhere. <laughs> if you go to your <laughs> local Walmart and find the dollar bin of movies, <laughs> oh, and it's guaranteed to be at the bottom of Apparently that. someone has put it on YouTube in its entirety, so there <laughs> you go. I, I like thinking about the amount of time that someone put into writing that song. Yes. They they sat there. They had their pad of paper. They had a pen. <laughs> I'm assuming, because most people write this way, that the music had already been written. Yeah. And they had, we're... <sighs> oh, come on. Terrible, no. <sighs> Boorish, no. Can someone get the thesaurus out? <laughs> 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 um. So, a follow-up Rudolph fact here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer did not have a red nose. What? Because in that day and age, red noses were seen as an indicator of chronic alcoholism. (laughs) And Montgomery Ward didn't want him to look like a drunkard. As one drunk-ass reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the Christmas sweater? It's going around. That is uh, like a tree, a Santa Claus, uh, one reindeer and another reindeer that's just puking. <laughs> like, just puking green stuff. I mean, they don't have any... Th- 364 days out of the year. Right. Those reindeer do nothing. They don't do a damn thing. What are they going to do besides take up casual 
uh, drug use (laughs) and alcoholism. That's correct. Those are the only two things they have for them. They're out in the North Pole. They can't go to town. (laughs) That's right. They're not going to go grab a steak at the local steakhouse. That's not a thing for them. Or a bag of beef jerky. No, they have nothing. (laughs) They're just reindeer hanging out, waiting for the fat old guy to tell them, hey, it's time. It's a Christmas classic right there. Now, uh, a little gift to the podcast from... uh, Okay, the saga continues. Yeah. Kentucky Roy now lives in Indiana. (laughs) Indiana Roy. Indiana Roy. (sighs) Can he just put down some roots already? Settle down. Um, What, What is he? Just... Some sort of crazy hippie moving from state to state. I can't handle this anymore. His gift to the podcast is this. I am Inspirobot. This is a... uh, uh, This is Inspirobot.me. I am an artificial intelligence dedicated to generating unlimited amounts of unique inspirational quotes for endless enrichment of pointless human existence. Feeling mindless? Enter mindfulness mode. <laughs> so he sent me a couple examples of what he got. Here's one. This is a, a person somewhere in Asia on a bicycle. It says, hate the passion, not science. <laughs> and then we got a, a lovely picture of clouds. It says, hate always leads to something. And then we got a guy looking a little bit like Guy Fieri who says, ignore the execution, not the Wait, artist. When you say he looks like Guy Fieri, <laughs> well, it, it, how many flames are on his shirt? I mean, he should have more. Oh, no, that's nowhere near enough. <laughs> but he looks like inside. <laughs> yes, exactly. Inside, in his soul, uh, is one flame t-shirt <laughs> so i'm gonna try this now i'm gonna generate my own inspiration oh okay. it's giving me a weird green eye i got a girl on a skateboard in the desert it says with great deaths come great heritages <laughs> what is that <laughs> you know what i would cancel your 23 and me if i were you <laughs> yeah it's all right here let's do one more that's the whole thing right there <laughs> little gift to the podcast here from indiana roy uh, I have a businessman here gesturing with an open hand. It says spirituality for primates? Question <laughs> mark. What is? I don't know what's what is, happening. What is happening? I I don't want to speak out of turn here. Let's enter mindfulness mode. But I feel like Roy from moving to Nebraska to Kentucky to Indiana. Yeah. Maybe having some sort of breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are now on mindfulness mode. We're going to turn on our speakers. Okay. And it's gone from a green and black motif to like a stars and like a rose-colored robot eyeball. Um, And it says... That's the Illuminati, uh, by the way. Turn on your speakers and press start to artificially intelligently generate infinite amounts of fullness for your empty oh, human please mind. please turn this on. I need fullness. I'm hitting it. I feel slightly it's... empty. Every time you believe in money, you also challenge a tiny person. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Isolated. Whenever you're feeling frisky, don't forget that everything is alive. <laughs> did he did he say whenever, frisky? Whenever you're feeling frisky, don't forget that everything is alive. <laughs> so, so good. So just to summarize real quick. Yeah. You he- you feel horny. Right. Nihilism. <laughs> that's that's what that's saying that's right the there. Correct response. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> it's all a lie. Um, boy, that was a nice little stocking stuffer, Roy. Thank you for the Inspirobot. And for those of you who don't remember, many many episodes ago, we did a uh, sushi jackknife meditation tape, and oh, that yes. reminded me quite a bit of that. It really seems like yeah, it, it, except does. more depressing yes. somehow. Yes. Like I felt like we were fairly depressing, but we nowhere near that. <laughs> Nothing matters. All I remember from that is you going, you're in the jungle. The stinky, stinky jungle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really. Is a jungle going to ever smell good? If, you, if you're if you in a jungle that smells good, you're in the Febreze jungle. <laughs> That's what that is right there. The Febreze jungle full of <laughs> peppermint sticks. Uh, Clement Moore. Clement Moore. You know, you're familiar yes, with him. Yes, I am familiar with him. Uh, his poem introduced eight more reindeer for Santa's sleigh. Twas the night before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they are... Oh, boy. Is this a quiz? Yeah. Uh, Dasher. Mm-hmm. Dancer. Uh, Prancer. Vixen. Comet. Cupid. Yeah. Donder. Mm-hmm. And Blitzen. That is correct. However, fact five, (laughs) 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 most of these names are male-sounding names. Indeed. But male reindeer shed their antlers in the winter. Oh. However, the reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh are more than likely female or castrated. Interesting. So that is a thing to think about. Every time (laughs) you hear the list of Santa's reindeer, they ain't got no nuts. (laughs) <laughs> they're either female yeah. or someone chopped those bad boys off they got nothing it's a it's a it's a team of flying eunuchs that's it yeah <laughs> well you don't want the reindeer reproducing no 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 like no, no. donder is just going to be horny constantly he's not going to be able to focus on you know flying to poland <laughs> you gotta get him focused he can't be thinking about the female reindeer that are back at the North Pole. No. No. So you chop those bad boys <laughs> off. <laughs> Thereby eliminating the need, the desire. <laughs> wow. That's extreme. Yeah, so that's pretty depressing. It's like a weird cult. Yeah, so... Flying around. So based on uh, thefactfile.org, uh, Santa cut his reindeer's nuts off to... Com- I mean, to make the thought complete here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa himself went out, just lopped those nuts off. Oh, boy. <laughs> this reminds me of a TED Talk. <laughs> about, about Santa <laughs> castrating his deer? Can you imagine Santa doing a TED Talk? It would be jolly. It would. It would be very nice, yeah. probably. Yeah. And the tagline could be something like, live your life like it's Christmas every day. So I guarantee there's a TED Talk somewhere with that title. I guarantee it. It starts with the pie chart. Santa's it, got a wireless microphone. There's like a 25% chance of like micro. 
talking yes. about. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned micro. Did we talk about the goat balls thing? No. I, well, no, we did. But not on the show? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure. That's what made me think of it because, okay, micro from Dirty Jobs, who is somehow now like a Fox News person occasionally. He, so, micro, he's a conservative um, blue collar pundit. Yes. But I will say, out of all the conservative blue collar pundits, he seems to have at least an element of common sense to him i think he does yeah i don't know that for a fact yeah but it seems like it yeah however he keeps getting i've seen him on cnn and meet the press but he keeps getting pulled into fox news which means that you know he's just hanging out with the devil waiting for (laughs) waiting for his soul to be sucked from him right Well, first, the, no offense to anyone who watches Fox News. There's a whole penetration process that <laughs> precedes all that. Um, so, Mike Rowe gave a TED talk many years ago now um, about his time on Dirty Jobs and maybe arguably the dirtiest job he ever did, uh, which was castrating sheep in a field. Oh, I I have actually seen this Dirty Jobs. Yeah. It's a great show. Oh, boy. So, I've seen many episodes. And that's one of them. Well, this experience ended up leading him to sort of an, an existential dilemma. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's important to know what happened, I think, most of all. And then you can picture Santa Claus doing this to his reindeer. Um, <laughs> so, Mike Rowe is in the field with the shepherd. And uh, he's been reading up on how sheep are castrated. And, oh, yeah, according to, you know, uh, you know animal friendly the spca or whatever right you you put a rubber band around the balls right and then they right. fall off yeah well he witnesses this happening to a sheep and he sees that the sheep is stumbling around and crying it and, sounds so terrible right just forever and then the shepherd shows him uh his preferred way right what you might call an alternate way which is the ultra blue collar <laughs> way like, it's not blue collar. It's beyond blue collar. You know when you get... It's a, navy collar. <laughs> when you buy a bookcase and you get the instructions and yeah. it shows you what tools you need, this one is a pocket knife and a good <laughs> pair of chompers. So this shepherd prefers to castrate the sheep. Yeah. But I think I think it involves holding the uh, a knife edge mm-hmm. to, the, to the base of the scrotum. Whilst, As you do. Whilst putting the sheep's balls in your mouth mm-hmm. and then ripping your head back to uh, to somehow sever the scrotum from you, the body. You say this <laughs> like it's a bad way of doing things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to understand. I want to make sure I get the details right. You want right. sheep balls in your mouth. You want to put the sheep balls in your mouth. Really, so this, this tells a lot about me again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure which is more heinous, the fact that you're cutting the sheep balls off with a knife, yeah, Yeah. or the fact that you're putting them in your mouth before you do it. (laughs) It That just feels weird about the whole thing. It doesn't seem necessary, does it? Like, yeah, you're just. Could you just yank them off or something? At that point, you're like, well, I mean, I know that the hand would do the same thing, (laughs) but everyone's always done the mouth. Everyone I know has put sheep balls in their mouth. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. <laughs> so, my dad put sheep balls in his mouth. My grandpa, <laughs> all the way down, all the way down. If you do twenty three and me, 
every person that shows up there. Sheep balls in the mouth. <laughs> that that's all the twenty three and me comes back with is sheep ball in mouth. It's just the globe with the entire thing circled. With a subscript that says this should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Enjoy so, your nightmares. <laughs> so Mike Rowe, after some major trepidation, uh, manages to do this. And then his TED Talk is about the existential things right. that happen to him after the fact. Um, and I don't remember his point other than, like, real people got to do shit like that. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, that's really always his point. Yeah. But he was not a fan. <laughs> no, didn't enjoy it. Um, uh, so picture Santa Claus doing that to all the reindeer, which make he them does. Pass. <laughs> Look, three. Oh, so he has elf elf slaves building his choice, an army of them. Yeah, yeah. So he's not doing anything three hundred and sixty four days out of the year. It's true, except castrating his reindeer with his mouth orally. Yeah, oral castration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump down because there's no way we're making it through all 99 facts no, here. No, let's get to the let's get to 14. The 14. In 2010, during the Christmas season, the Colombian government decorated jungle trees with lights. Oh, the trees lit up when the gorillas (parentheses terrorists) <laughs> oh, walked no. by, and bears appeared, asking them to surrender their arms. Oh, that's nice. The campaign convinced 331 gorillas to re-enter society and also won an award for strategic marketing excellence. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, way to go. In my head, this award, and the people judging it, were looking at it going, well, <laughs> the scope ad was really good. I really like the scope ad. Like scope mouthwash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the new Snickers ad was really good. I don't know. The Colombian government got the gorillas to all give up their arms and <laughs> turn themselves in. I guess the Colombian government? I don't know. You know, when you started that that factoid, I really thought it was going to go another way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it turned out very positive. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all castrated each other right. well i mean obviously <laughs> you gotta have a hobby if you've been a gorilla in the jungle for 30 years you're gonna have a hard time chilling out well you got 331 of them put into prison yeah i mean they gotta find something to do castration that's what they go to um <laughs> oh boy let's see where where were we at the bicycle uh, the U.S. Plating, playing chart, uh, playing card company. Oh, bicycle! Yeah. yeah, make cards. Manufactured cards to give all the POWs in Germany during uh -huh. World War II. Oh yeah, yeah. These cards, when soaked in water, revealed an escape route for POWs. What the Nazis never knew. <gasps> How is that not a movie? That's awesome. World War Two. World War Two. Bicycle is helping POWs escape. That's brilliant. And the Nazis 
you know, Colonel Clink, all of the Hogan's <laughs> heroes have no idea oh, that this is so happening. Good. Wow. And they delivered them at Christmas. Exactly. To the oh, yeah. That is a that that is truly a movie so, waiting yeah, to happen. I would watch that movie. Oh, absolutely. So the POWs got got detained, yeah. got taken by the Nazis. Yeah. Nazis. I'm sure they would go, Hey, can we keep our pack of cards and the nazis go i don't care we're going to kill you right it really doesn't matter what you have have fun with your cards they take the cards escape i mean that Fantastic. where is spielberg for this right Seriously. here i mean he's done he he's done schindler's list yep saving private ryan indeed get <laughs> the playing card movie out there i mean can you picture all the top star you know tom uh, Hanks, George Clooney, Brad yeah. Pitt could all be in that movie. I, they're all getting too old. That is true. I, I thought so. I thought about that this. Is true. This has nothing to do with Christmas. I thought about this the other day. All of those stars, yeah, old as fuck. <laughs> they are. I guess they kind of are at this like point. Brad Pitt's in his fifties, man. That's weird. Yeah. He doesn't. He still looks great. Well, and no, he looks great. Yeah, but I I have to get the exact age here because I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm selling him short. Yeah, but I mean Clooney definitely is. He's got to be pushing sixty, huh? Yeah, I mean they're they're not young men. No, we've got no one. Even Chris Pratt, who is like the young guy that they're he throwing is. in everything, he is, yeah. he's still like 40. <laughs> is he really? I mean, he's in his late 30s at I least. I didn't know that. Interesting. That makes me feel better, actually. You're you're hoping that you still have a shot to yep. <laughs> be, be a world-famous actor? Uh, you know, something like that. Uh, Brad Pitt is 54. Holy shit. 54. Years of age. To... To put this in perspective, yeah. when I was a kid, <laughs> I had grandparents that were late 50s, mid to late 50s. Yeah. They seemed old. <laughs> I mean, like Crypt Keeper old. Crypt Keeper. <laughs> That's where Brad Pitt is at right oh, now. Wow. Think about that. You got Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. Did you see that thing? Yeah. Is it good? No. Oh, no. I didn't see, didn't I see saw it. I saw the ad for it. You saw the ad it. for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I will personally watch Kurt Russell in just about anything. I I don't know. Myself. I, I'll watch him. Yeah. But I don't care that much. Aww. Uh Christmas fact. Christmas fact. Tinsel was invented in 1610 in Germany. Really? And was once made of real silver. What? Think about that. Holy moly. Right now, on my tree, if I wanted to have tinsel, I could go to Walmart and buy whatever the crap that garbage is. <laughs> in 1610, Real silver. Wow. That's what they're putting on their trees. You know, tinsel does sound like a very German word, doesn't it? It, it actually does. Tinsel. <laughs> Do you have the tinsel? <laughs> I will make fun of them relentlessly forever because fuck them. Um, the old English uh, custom of wassailing 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Was to toast to someone's long life at Christmastide and was the forerunner for the tradition of Christmas caroling. Uh, caroling. Oh! So when you hear, here we go, a, a wassailing. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. Oh. That's why it sounds like a Christmas carol. It's a carol. Uh-uh. Here we go, a wassailing. Here we go. Is it like that? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. White Christmas. Bing Crosby. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Not Bing Crosby. Winter Wonderland. Uh, the Christmas Song. I don't know. And I'll Be Home for Christmas. Plus the melody for Oh Holy Night. Yes. Were all written or co-written by Jewish people. Irving Berlin being one of them? He he is one of them. White Christmas. That's wow. Irving Berlin. So... A, a majority, not a majority, but a major part of what we view as Christmas carols. Yes. Jewish people. Written by Jewish people. Yeah. You know why? I mean, they've got, they've got nothing better to do. Hanukkah is boring. Did we not establish this earlier? <laughs> Mensch on a bench. <laughs> they get socks. Uh <laughs> Famous saxophonist Boots, Boots Randolph. Oh yeah, played the saxophone solo on "Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree." He sure tree. did. Yeah, he did that right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Paul McCartney's Christmas song is widely regarded simply. Yeah, that's it. As the worst of all the songs he has ever recorded. I love that song. Yet he earns four hundred thousand dollars per year. Oh my god! Off that garbage song that no one likes i like that song. you're the only person who likes that song <laughs> simply it's a- so bad <laughs> 400 the grand choir of children what about um uh the the, the happy christmas war is over that's that's okay. john lennon well i so i was actually about to trans- transition to this one. okay I don't understand how that's actually a Christmas song. It's not. But it's, it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Is it not mildly upsetting to you every time <laughs> you hear it? I heard it the other day when we were at the mall. They were playing it while we were waiting for Santa Claus. It is an anti-war <laughs> protest song. Absolutely. <laughs> Which, by the way, was not written, as far as I know, during a wartime. Right. It's just in general. general. He's like, war's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and War is we're standing in line waiting for a fat guy who maybe had a real beard, but probably had a fake beard, <laughs> to show up so my kid can cry on his lap. <laughs> I, that's If you're John Lennon, and there really is an afterlife. Yeah. I'm not going to say there is or there isn't. That's up for you to decide. When we figure that out, we will podcast about it. And you're looking down or up from your afterlife. I don't know where he went. (laughs) (laughs) And you're seeing that. You've got to hear your song playing next to a fat, fake Santa going, that's not what it was about. (laughs) Play Paul's song. (laughs) 
right? That's that's yeah. what his song is about. Exactly. You also interesting. I have a war song, and you're playing it with the fat guy. Just because it says Christmas in it. Yeah. Uh, and and George Harrison's song, "My Sweet Lord," gets lumped into Christmas play as well, which is like totally. I mean, it's it's partially a Christian song, but it's also partially a Hindu song. That's true. And well, partially, I mean, that's like, George Harrison. That's George right Harrison. There. Yeah, um, but it's not really a Christmas song in any way, no. shape, form, or fashion. As far as I know, Ringo didn't have one. No. Well, I mean, sure, he did somewhere. Yeah. No one knows about it because it's Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's on par with like "I'm as lonely as shit" from Mr. Magoo? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in a an album of completely Beatles covers. In the middle of it, there's one Ringo Christmas song, and no one knows it exists because it's Ringo. <laughs> right. This is so depressing already. It's so sad. It's the saddest what is fucking with... song. So there is a number I've noticed as I've grown up. <laughs> Of Christmas specials where the songs are wildly depressing and could cause suicide with the right people? <laughs> I think pro- what probably. I think probably a lot of people didn't have a great Christmas experience, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just. It's like they wanted four good Christmas songs, right. and then they're like, well, this one. <laughs> Let's have a song about how Christmas isn't really what we expected it to be, and we're disappointed. And maybe life isn't worth living. Nihilism. That's and it. that's the end of that's the song. <laughs> have a very nihilistic Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Factoid. Nova Scotia. Canada. Yes. Is the world's leading exporter of Christmas trees. Is that right? Yeah. So there's not a lot going for Nova Scotia. No. Except for when Christmas comes around. <laughs> and then, God damn it, they get everything. <laughs> Here's to Nova Scotia. That's, that's what Nova Scotia brings to the table. <laughs> they got Christmas trees out the wazoo, metaphorically, not literally. That sounds painful. <laughs> Out of the literal wazoos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since Denny's restaurants in the U.S. were originally designed to be perpetually open, their buildings were built without locks. What? This became a problem when they decided in 1988 to close <laughs> on Christmas Day for the first time. So, until 1988, no locks on Denny's. Wow. Just homeless bums living in every Denny's <laughs> until 1988. And then they're like, we're going to close. And they came in, and the homeless bums are still there. <laughs> <laughs> Making themselves breakfast. And, yeah. yeah. They're like, no one's here to make the Grand Slam. You can't do that. <laughs> Bob, you've had it like 400 times. Go make it. <laughs> um, I don't want to. Almost 28 sets of every Lego uh, Lego. Lego? And Lego. Lego sounds like the no. off-brand, I don't know, Colombian w- version. Lego would be <laughs> sold next to Mega Bloks. Yes, exactly. You go to Sam's Club, there's an aisle of Mega Bloks and Legos. It's just two E's. Two E's, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
they have stairwares. <laughs> Stair, Star Wars. Yeah. It's just, it's like Star Wars, but on an escalator. It's Star Wars. Uh, or S-T-A-R-E. Almost 28 sets of of Legos are sold every second during Holy the Christmas shit. season. 28 sets. Oh my god. A second? A second. That's a lot of fucking plastic in the can world. I, can I tell you... I'm kind of looking forward to the day that my child is old enough to not choke on fucking Legos <laughs> so I can buy him a Lego set so I can play with the Legos. I don't care about him. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I'm at that point. None of like he at this point, he's still, a, you know, obsessed with Curious George yeah. and shows like that. You know, Elmo. I don't care about him. His happiness. <laughs> I want an excuse to buy me Legos. <laughs> but right now, if I do it, he chokes to death, and yeah. it's my fault. Yeah. And you don't have a very happy Christmas. No. no. It, if your kid chokes to death on your Christmas present, <laughs> I mean, max 5 out of 10 on that Christmas. Max. I mean, that's depending... <laughs> That's depending on whether you got, like, a nice watch or something for Christmas, you know? Like, if you if you got, like, a, a Rolex or something, yeah. I mean, 5 out of 10, if your kid chokes to death on a Lego. <laughs> 5 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, like, you're out one kid, right? Here's the real question there. Do yeah. you retrieve the Rolex? Well, I mean, I'm holding <laughs> The Rolex is on me at that point. If... If my wife got me a Rolex, I'm wearing the Rolex, my kid chokes to death. The Rolex is unassociated with any child death. Okay. Five out of ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, from from both of us here at the podcast, we hope you have all have a very happy holiday. Whether you do Christmas, you do Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, or nothing at all. You just uh, celebrate the uh, Festive Pole. Human Light Day. Yeah. And just, you know, do whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want to do. Um, and uh, as always, uh, happy holidays. Yes. And Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. We'll see you in the new year.